Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Colorado Water Talk. My name is Eric Skye, joined today by co-host Ben Wade. Hello. And Sarah Leonard. Hi. Today we're going to talk about the Colorado Water Loss Initiative, and to help explain exactly what that is, we have CWCB's very own Kevin Reedy. We also have Drew Blackwell with Kavanaugh, and Isabel Sendry with Water Systems Optimization. Welcome everybody. Hey, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Drew, Isabel, congratulations to you both. You're actually the first non-CWCB guest we've had on the podcast. So quick round of applause for you guys. Yeah. Water, water. Isabel, I don't know what we've gotten ourselves into here. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again for uh, coming and talking to us about the Colorado Water Loss Initiative. And uh, I'll start with uh, Kevin and Drew. Um, can you both explain to our listeners what exactly this program is and why it is important, not only for utilities, but for the average water user? Great, great, Ben. Thanks. This is Kevin. Um, I'll go first. Um, and first off, I want to back up and kind of talk about what water loss is. Um, so we're talking about water that's lost in a municipal distribution system, right? So that means that where the water is treated at the plant, taken out of a well, wherever it's coming from, it's put into a bunch of pipes and it heads to your home or your office. Um, And so it's the place between that treatment plant and your home or office, right? And so uh, every system has water loss. There's no way to get around it. You're always gonna have water loss, but what we're trying to do here is work to minimize that that effect and uh, minimize the water that's lost in there. Um, But really quickly, just talk about two types of water loss so the audience can kind of get oriented. You know, we're talking about real loss, which is what you'd think of when you have a leaky pipe or, you know, physical water is coming out of something and spilling into the ground. And then you've got something called apparent loss, which is loss that exists on paper, right? So uh, apparent loss is something like, you know, maybe somebody's stealing some water um, or you've got some faulty meters uh, or you've got some billing issues that you're not capturing everything um, in when you're trying to, to collect for that water you're sending out to your customers. So, um, so there's different types of losses, but really what these two are, are really lost revenue for water utility and what they're basically not getting money for. It's a loss in resources as well as, as revenue. Um, so in the first phase of the Colorado Water Loss Initiative, uh, we had about 50 providers, more or less, they completed um, the full, full program and completed water audits of their systems. So they went through everything and they figured out where everything was going wrong, uh, kind of identified all the problems, all that stuff. And what it shows was that, you know, from for one year, they lost about 22,000 acre feet of water um, and with a price tag of about $15 million annually. So that's a lot of money, a lot of uh, water lost to the, to, um, to the system. And so what we're trying to do is get a handle on that and help water providers do better in that, that respect. And, and really it kind of ties in with a bigger, broader picture of water resource management um, and how we're going to face water supply shortages in the future, how we're going to um, face up to climate change um, as it's happening now, and getting these systems ready to be more resilient in the face of climate change, uh, as well as uh, to save you know, money for water utilities and save money for customers. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. Hey, this is Drew, and I, I, I'd like to add to a little bit to what Kevin said. And Kevin, you did a, a great job of explaining how we're quantifying these water losses in a, in a water system. And uh, I'd like to put a little bit of a national context to that. Um, but first, the uh, 
software that we're using, the tool that we're using to quantify these water losses, it's really defined through using a mass balance approach, as you said, taking those treated sources that are going into our distribution system. And then we're, we're systematically measuring uh, some of those volumes through, through metering. Uh, but we know that uh, some water is physically lost in the system, or we're missing some of that revenue, uh, most likely through inaccurate customer meters. Um, so loosely defined water loss uh, is the difference between your supply and your authorized consumption in your system. And another term that we're always keyed into and looking for is our non-revenue water. So our non-revenue water, guys, is our apparent losses that Kevin mentioned and those real losses, the physical leaks in your system, plus any authorized consumption in your system that for whatever reason you are not billing for. So our non-revenue water is a little bit different from our water losses. And we're interested in tracking both of those using the uh, water audit software that's developed by the American Water Works Association. Uh, so Kevin gave some uh, some numbers from a from the Colorado perspective, and I wanted to give a couple national numbers to put it into context as well. And the timing of this podcast is is really great because we just now have in the industry uh, a fantastic data set that measured 1,100 water audits that have gone through a quality control process. So the, the data has been validated. And out of those 1,100 water audits, uh, the total water loss volume in 2018 was approximately 210 billion gallons. Uh, so for you acre footers out west, that's about 645,000 acre feet uh, with a median of 45 and a half gallons per connection per day. Uh, looking at it in that in that way uh, puts an interesting perspective on it. Uh, but we're also, we're not just looking at the volume there. We're looking at how much it's costing us each year. And so through that data set, the total loss cost was approximately $419 million. Um, and then said another way, the, the median of that was $18.28 uh, per connection per year out of those 1,100 water audits. So not only does that data set give us the most current water loss information of validated water audits, but it's integrated into the new version six of the water audit software that the participants in this program are gonna be learning about and, and using get hands-on in this, uh, this tool. So even though we have this new data source, what remains the same is the water audit software being the industry standard tool across North America to quantify our water losses uh, quantify our non-revenue water, and really help us make uh, informed decisions in our water loss control program. So just a, a little bit of history here, because um, we are talking about the new phase two, but Colorado has been at this for a long time now, uh, starting back in 2015, when there was a pilot study that included about 50 utilities across the state, really just uh, providing workshops and introducing folks to uh, the water audit software and the methodology used uh, to, uh, to quantify our water losses. Um, but then in 2018 and uh, through 2020, we kicked off the uh, first phase of this Colorado water loss initiative um, and then involved more utilities, more individuals and delivering that training and technical assistance. And at the, at the end of the program, uh, as Kevin mentioned, these utilities had two consecutive years of water audit data that they can uh, start to benchmark off of and, and baseline that data. Um, so in phase two, we're, uh, we're, we're really excited to, to kick that off. And even the folks that participate in phase one, that's going to 
help them step right into in, in midstream into uh, phase two of the program and still going to open up an opportunity for folks that did not participate in phase one. Okay, this is some pretty cool software and tech. My question um, before we move on to the phase two, what exactly are people doing with these numbers? I mean, that's pretty great that you can show in 2018, you said what, 210 billion gallons was unaccounted for. So what are municipalities or the people involved in this program doing with that information? All right, yeah, great question, Eric. So what municipalities are doing across the country is they're using this water audit data and the more progressive utilities are validating this data, again, taking it through that quality control process to make sure that they have a certain confidence in what the water audit software is, is providing them. But really using the water audit is just the first step in a water loss program. Um, there's lots of other steps beyond that, that utilities can take um, advanced uh, analysis, understanding where their leakage is, how much it's costing us, uh, and then uh, an economic analysis to really understand what is economically recoverable in our system. Um, and these are all preliminary steps that a system needs to take before investing in intervention strategies. Because oftentimes, Eric, we see that, uh, for example, a utility may invest heavily in leak detection before understanding what their, their leakage profile might be. And that way they can understand what's the best intervention strategy and they can properly invest their money in that strategy. Yeah, and this is Isabel. And I can add a little bit to, to what Drew explained there on what they're doing with their numbers. Um, so this water audit process, you can think of it as an investigation into your system, into your operations, into your equipment, into everything that goes into producing and distributing potable water to your customers. So with the process of trying to get these numbers, you have to evaluate all of your operation and see you know, what's going right, what's going wrong, what can be improved. Um, so just through the process of calculating that, you will find you will find things that, that you can work on to improve your water loss performance. Um, and then once you're going through this in a more continual basis and you're doing your audit annually and getting your numbers annually, you get to see what your performance is like and you get to see whether you're improving uh, or whether things are getting worse. Um, and the different kinds of statistics, the different kinds of numbers that there are, because there's a, a full suite of performance indicators. It's not just one number that you look at. Um, all the different performance indicators it, it talk about one aspect or a particular aspect of the operation. So depending on which is the performance indicator that's either improving or not improving, you can focus your efforts. You can see what part of the operation really needs to be improved. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a, a very powerful, very useful tool. And it certainly makes sense that you all would be rolling into a phase two of this tool. So speaking of that, what exactly are the target groups that y'all are hoping to have in the second phase of the program? And do people have to have participated in the first phase to enroll in phase two? Not at all. So our target group for this program is basically all potable water utilities or water systems in Colorado whether they participated in phase one or not. Um, and although we are welcoming all systems to join, uh, we are putting special effort into recruiting smaller systems. Um, and the main reason for this is that smaller systems usually have less resources and, and, and tighter budgets. 
So this program is a good opportunity for them to obtain not only free training, but also direct technical assistance that's specific to their needs. Um, this is not technical assistance that will be generic for everybody that participates. This is something that they'll, we will look at each utility. We will look at their water audit, at their results and their needs um, and their capacities and determine what would be more appropriate to help them out with their water loss. Um, so it's almost like expanding your, your workforce uh, for free. Um, and, and, the, and the reason that we're inviting all types of systems to join is that phase two is designed for two, for two groups. So we have the new learner group, which is basically for anybody that's new to the program. Um, they can start learning their basics and, and catch up to the phase one participants. And then we have the advanced group, and these are systems that completed phase one of the program so that they continue working on their water losses. They don't have to start from zero, but there's definitely more work that, that they could keep doing. Um, and the phase two will provide more advanced workshops and more advanced technical assistance uh, to those uh, systems that participated in phase one. And then the new learners will start from the basics. They'll start uh, training workshops and, 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 and more basic assistance similar to what was offered in phase one. And once that group has completed that, that basic level of training and they have their own water audit that's gone through the uh, quality assurance uh, process, the, the validation, then they will be given the opportunity to participate in the more advanced technical assistance on the, on the later part of the program. So this question is for everybody. Uh, I mean, this is a great opportunity for smaller systems because we oftentimes staff here's you know, that, that is a huge issue for these smaller systems is that they just don't have the help. They don't have the resources. So this is fantastic. What kind of feedback have you gotten from small, medium-sized, big on this program? I can jump in and say something really quick on that. Um, I've heard from a lot of folks across the state on this stuff. And it's funny because, you know, even though smaller systems might not have to have as many resources, we've, we've got one uh, very small utility that went all the way with it and they they're they're making a lot of grounds um on what they're doing so it's usually a lot of these things it's easy to paint it as a big utility versus small utility you know a lot of resources no resources but we've got one of the smallest utilities in the in the state going full gangbusters in this and we've got a bunch of larger utilities that aren't really doing nearly as much as they probably should be so <laughs> that's that's my little take on that um but i i think it's there are a lot of smaller utilities that do need the help and, and that, you know, was made pretty loud and clear to us. And, and that's why we've, we're really kind of emphasizing that this time around to try to get to them. And we've, we've um, brought in a lot of partners that can help us do that as well too. So that's uh, my little take on that. Hey, Ben. Uh, so I'd like to add just a little bit to what Kevin said, um, you know, cause this, this opportunity is, is really a big win for, uh, for the smaller systems that we're, we're reaching out to to get that introduction into the, the water audit software and, and the methodology to understand what it takes to, to gather the data to go into, into the software and to how to interpret those results. And as Isabel said, even to have that opportunity, if they have the appetite to continue on to a more advanced uh, analysis and, and technical assistance. Um, so there's a lot that's offered uh, here in this program. Um, 
we, Isabel and I have, uh, have administered these water loss programs in other states, although Colorado is the first uh, voluntary water loss program. Other states uh, had a regulatory requirement, um, but Colorado is, is unique in the sense that it's the largest voluntary program um, in the country. Uh, so hats off to, to CWCB and, and all the participants that have um, been part of it so far. Um, but one of the things that I think that uh, that smaller utilities shy away from is they, they feel like they don't have the, the staff resources or, or just the, the time to, to commit to this. And one of the things that we've learned both from phase one of the Colorado Water Loss Initiative and other state programs is that at the end of the day, the benefits to going through the program far outweigh the, the time and effort that were invested. And, and actually over the course of uh, what we're, we've had this laid out in uh, two and a half years, the time that is going to be spent um, or, or that will need to be committed to this phase two of the program will be very small. And, uh, and we know that these smaller utilities will get a lot out of it. Drew, thank you so much. So th this sounds great. It sounds like phase two of this program just has a little bit something for everyone. Uh, so finally, last question, where do people sign up? Where do they, where do they go? Great question. So uh, everybody get your, your pen and paper or whatever note-taking device you have in reach. Our program website is at coloradowaterloss.org. I'm going to say that one more time, guys. coloradowaterloss.org. Registration link is live right now, so um, so head on over to the website. Uh, you can learn a little bit more about what uh, what phase one entailed and also what you can expect in phase two. Um, we know that a lot of folks may have some questions about in-person workshops that we're planning on having, any remote joining opportunities, and uh, the world that we live in today with, with COVID protocols. So... Right now, the, the plan is to have in-person workshops. Uh, believe me, we want to get out there and teach these classes to live and in-person people so bad, guys. But we want to make sure we're doing it safe and respectful. Um, in phase one in, in 2020, we, uh, we were right in the middle of, uh, of, the fa of phase one and um, before uh, everything hit the brakes with, with COVID. Uh, so, but we are used to adapting and um, uh, and just moving in a way that is going to be helpful for, for these utilities to get out what they, what they need to get out of it. Um, so during the registration process, we are going to gauge uh, everyone's comfort level and preferences in in-person events versus remote events. Um, and we're, we're eager to get back in the classroom, as I said, with, with um, the water system and all their staff and talk about water loss control. Just want to make sure we do it, do it in a safe um, and respectful manner. Uh, if you have any questions, you can uh, always reach us at team at coloradowaterloss.org. That's our email address. Um, if you have any, send any questions there, you'll most likely uh, hit Isabel and I, and we'll, we'll give you a quick response back. But the main thing is go to the website, coloradowaterloss.org, and register today. We will be sure to include links in the show notes, but just in case you missed it, it's coloradowaterloss.org or send them an email at team at coloradowaterloss.org. But real quick before we do move on, um, Drew, Kevin, Isabel, thank you so much for being on. Really appreciate y'all coming on and talking about the Water Loss Initiative. Thank you so thanks. much for having us. Hey, thanks guys. It's a pleasure to be here. 
Yep, thank you. During the week of August 24th, the Colorado Water Congress Summer Conference was held in Steamboat Springs. Attendees learned about and discussed the need for clean water for our tribal nations, listened to an update on the Colorado River and its reservoirs, heard remarks from two U.S. Senators, Bennett and Hickenlooper, and more. And our next board meeting will be held September 15th and 16th. This will be a hybrid, virtual, and in-person event. And finally, don't forget to leave us feedback on today's episode, as well as share any ideas for future episodes. A link for that will be in our show notes.